0: Welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast, made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. My name's Ray Huron, and I can say now, unlike the warehouse, we went to December to say it. Merry Christmas. Later in the podcast, we're going to be taking a look at what you guys have decided is on your Christmas wish list. I've got a whole bunch of emails of people saying, I want one of these. What can you suggest? Hey, this is on my Christmas wish list. Where can I get it from? Uh, So we're going to be diving into the Kiwi Rider Christmas wish list later in the show. We're also going to be catching up with Small Bike Stuff's Cullen Blackmore and talking about some Small bike stuff. But before we go any further, let's do the news. And the first story in our news, thanks to Oswaddle.co.nz, Ducati and Lamborghini are teaming up. It's a collaboration that was always going to happen, and now for 2021, Italian powerhouses Ducati and Lamborghini have finally joined forces on a two-wheeled special edition motorcycle. But how does such a collaboration come to be? Well, apart from both being the pride of the Italian speed demons, both Ducati and Lamborghini are in fact owned by the same German company, that being the Volkswagen Group. So, in a sense, they're kind of step-siblings already. But unlike what usually happens when step-siblings are forced to cooperate, the resulting motorcycle from the Ducati Lamborghini collaboration is quite the cool bit of kit. Set to be made in a limited and numbered edition of 630 units, the Diavel 1260 Lamborghini is as eye-catching as the car it's taken its inspiration from. Ducati's designers took their inspiration from the project from the same Lamborghini Cyan FKP37, the most prestigious car ever made by Lamborghini, with only 63 to be made referencing the year Lamborghini was founded, each of which is personalised to specific customer requests from their rather well-to-do owners. The Cyan itself is inspired by the legendary Lamborghini Countach, and as such has razor-sharp lines, aerodynamic allegation and an unmistakable silhouette. The hybrid powertrain produces acclaimed 819 horsepower, which is 620 kilowatts, making it the most powerful Lamborghini ever produced. The Diavel 1260 Lamborghini was designed using the same stylistic language that distinguishes the super sports car, so they've redesigned the elements that most characterise the Diavel. For example, the rims, which are a fundamental component of the motorcycle, are forged, and immediately bring the bike closer to the car the entire bodywork is made of carbon fiber a precious and light material the result is a bike with great stage presence a true collector's item from the point of view of style and 100% diavol in the riding for more information pictures and specs on the Diavel 1260 lamborghini head to onthrottle.co.nz. Kawasaki's hot new dual-sport KLX300 won't be heading to New Zealand. Yesterday, Kawasaki unveiled the first of its 2021 models, with two of the more exciting ones for us being the KLX300 and KLX300SM. But sadly, as we learnt, none of them will be heading to Kiwi dealers. Kawasaki New Zealand have confirmed this morning that due to both the KLX300 and klx 300's sm not having ABS neither will be offered for the 2021 model year here in New Zealand. Now let's be clear this isn't the fault of Kawasaki New Zealand in fact we're pretty sure they'd love to add the options here to the already very popular Lambs lineup, but unfortunately legislation states uh, they're not going to get away with it for the new KLX models. Honda has unveiled the 2021 CMX 1100 Rebel. It's not often we find the internet rumor mill is correct, especially when it involves Honda, but it turns out uh, when it comes to the Japanese brand's latest cruiser, the internet was spot on. The 2021 CMX 1100 Rebel will be released. Joining the well-established CMX 500 Rebels, as the name suggests the CMX 1100, is powered by a 1084cc parallel twin Derived from the heart of the 2020 CRF 1100L Africa Twin, Honda says the engine has been retuned for even more low down and mid range power than the Africa Twin. Peak power is therefore down on the original incarnation of the engine at 86 horsepower or 64 kilowatts at 7000 RPM, with peak torque coming in at 4500 RPM. But these are still healthy numbers in this segment of the market, and a trade off shifting the meat in the power range to lower down. The inertia of 23% extra flywheel mass means the low RPM response is not only extremely strong but is delivered with real character according to Honda. Just like the Africa Twin, the engine is developed from the electronics package includes Honda selectable torque control, wheelie control, cruise control and three default riding modes all working through uh, throttle by wire to make a comprehensive package of supporting electronics for the Rebel 1100. And it's a dark day for lovers of the WR250R, Yamaha Axes, the WR250R and R6 overseas. Is New Zealand next? After a production run of over a decade Yamaha has announced it will no longer be bringing the 250cc dual sport model, the WR250R to both Europe and the USA with the company also announcing the Supersport YZF R6 will no longer be offered in road legal guise. The future of the WR250R has been debated for a couple of years now with the rumour mill going into overdrive in 2018 when it was announced Yamaha Japan was selling a final edition of the WR250R in the Japanese market. However, the bike hung around like a bad smell. Now the long history of the little Yamaha could finally be coming to an end in some of the biggest markets globally with both Europe and the USA culling the WR250R from their lineups. Unusually, Yamaha actually announced the demise of the WR250R in its 2021 model press release with deep consideration of evolving global market trends and regulations that limit production volumes on certain models, the following Yamaha models will be discontinued after model year 2020. r 6 VMAX, WR250R and SMAX. That was in a statement from Yamaha so as soon as we know more information on the WR250R we will share that with you but that about wraps up the news for more information, pictures, specs and uh, a whole lot more head to onthrottle.co.nz or check out the latest Kiwi Rider magazine go to kiwirider.co.nz So for the last few weeks, we've been asking you to let us know what's on your KR Christmas wish list. What do you want for Christmas? Motorcycle-related, of course. It could be a a new Bluetooth comms kit, a new helmet. Uh, You want to know a little bit more about the options as far as... um phone mounting on your handlebars or something like that maybe you want a new set of tires what did you want for christmas we'd love to hear from you you can still get your uh, your your questions and your ideas through to us on the email podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. um but we've got our first one so let's dive on into it and talk to the big man in red the jolly fat man with a big beard himself santa ho, 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 ho. merry christmas Santa here, I hope this satellite link is beaming in well. You know, it's a little known fact, I love to get out on two wheels. And New Zealand has some of the best roads in the
1: world, you know. Though, one thing New Zealand doesn't have much of is COVID, I hear. What does COVID and riding motorcycles have in common? You can do everything right, and other people can still screw you over. Ho 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 ho! I could
0: talk motorbikes all day. But it's getting quite busy here, so let's find out what's on the KR Christmas wish list for this year. (laughs) Nice one, Santa. Right, um, Robert's emailed through. He goes, I want ideas for a uh, Bluetooth communicator kit. I'd like a dual set uh, for me and the wife. Well, I'll tell you what, Senna. We've been testing them a bit this year. The Senna 50S and 50R are a decent piece of kit. Uh, They're all up to date with Mesh 2.0, Bluetooth 5 enabled. uh, And you can get uh, a two... and you can get a dual kit for you and the wife from BitsForBikes.co.nz, retailing at $99.99. That's 99 dollars. That's to be to be to be clear on that one. Uh, my pick of the 50s and the 50R is the 50R. It uh, comes with everything you need in the kit to install it in your helmet. Just check your helmet's got um, space for those uh, they 45 mm headphones. Um, just make sure that there's there's gaps beside your ears inside the UPS of your helmet um, to to get them in now mesh previously your bluetooth kits they connected via bluetooth and bluetooth just a bit average from time to time mesh 2.0 brings with it a robust communication network keeping you connected with other riders with a stronger connection to each person and communication response time is improved by they say up to 25 percent from the previous iteration it also introduces a different way of connecting with riders. Uh, make your own groups in Mesh and invite up to 24 participants, or use Open Mesh and listen to virtually anyone within range with uh, with a Mesh intercom. Uh, up to six people can talk simultaneously, so it's not like one person's going to talk over the other and cut them out. And you can all listen in. Multi-channel Open Mesh intercoms debut as an industry first, uh, with nine channels available in open mode so mesh is quite cool so you, with these uh these latest model center 50 series you've got mesh you've got bluetooth you've also got multi-channel bluetooth so you can connect your phone uh as well as another kit so you can connect 50, 50 say you, you've got 250r's you can connect them both in bluetooth but why would you with mesh you can connect them both in mesh and then still have two more items connected via bluetooth Uh, Also, it doesn't really matter if all your friends have got Cardo and you've got Senna or vice versa, you can connect Senna to Cardo via Bluetooth, it works just fine. Now, people have said the Senna doesn't, um, is not waterproof, and it's no good because of that. I can tell you that I've been commuting with the Senna 50R on my helmet for about three months now, and it's been absolutely fine. Rain, hail, or shine, I get about a week and a half uh, commuting battery life, no no. No dramas. It's also got fast fast charging. It reduces your charging time by thirty percent. It charges via a USB-C port, which is the current model plug that is on your uh, your your Samsung phones. Uh, if you've got an Apple, you'll still be needing to run you know two cables, unfortunately. Uh, what else can I tell you about it? These speakers are very good, very, very good. Um, and I can quite comfortably listen to music or podcasts at 100Ks an hour, uh, regardless of what helmet I'm wearing. Um, loud, loud and clear, but loud to the point where I think they could damage your hearing. So uh, if you can, just keep those speakers down a little bit. Um, I, I can't imagine a nine hour ride with, with it going at full tilt would be good for your ears. Uh, in the kit for the 50R also, if uh, you, you don't like plugging things into your computer or you're not hugely computer literate, um, you, there's, a, there's a charging cable. There's also another cable, which is it's a charging cable with a Bluetooth dongle at, in the middle of it. And you can connect this to your home Wi-Fi. And then when you get, you get home, just plug it in. And if there's any updates, it'll do it automatically for you, which is quite cool. Uh, I'll give you the, uh, the the official word. The 50R comes packaged with the Wi-Fi adapter. The adapter serves as a dual purpose. It recharges your device and automatically installs firmware updates as it receives. Uh, take care of it all at one in one step with the adapter, which is ready to go. Enjoy up to three hours of mesh communication or five hours of Bluetooth intercom with a quick 20-minute charge. Now, if you manage to get the uh, the thing fully charged, I can tell you you're going to get at least 8 hours of Bluetooth communication and probably more of that with uh, with mesh. So the Center 50R, great package for you and the wife. You can get the single kit, you can get the double kit. The double kit comes in at 999 Mesh 2.0 Bluetooth 5.0, HD speakers, voice commands, intercom for 2 kilometres, multi-way intercom, Wi-Fi firmware updates, advanced noise control so people can't hear wind coming through your microphone. It also has an FM radio built in. You can connect your GPS and your phone at the same time, listen to music and turn by turn navigation and uh, remote control compatible. That is a great option and should be at the top of your Christmas wish list. The Senna 50R mesh communication Bluetooth headset. Get amongst it. More information at bitsforbikes.co.nz or go and see your local supplier. Sam emailed in and said, I would like an idea for USB charging on my adventure bike. Well, I'll tell you what, Sam, I went on AliExpress a couple of weeks ago and bought a... uh, a nifty little kit. It's got two wires with an inline fuse and it's got uh, f- two 5 volt 2.1 amp uh, USB sockets. Cost me $12.95 uh, and that is seriously all you need. Yeah it's AliExpress, you get what you pay for but realistically you're talking getting some power through a 5 volt USB socket. Go on AliExpress and get yourself one of them. I'm going to have an install video for my new bike coming up very shortly and yeah if you missed the news I sold the MTO7. Oh it was so sad. It got picked up about a week ago uh, and I'm not telling you what the replacement bike is just yet. So there you go Sam, Um, if you want USB charging on your bike and it didn't come with it from factory, I'll check a a photo up on our Facebook page. It's a little round thing, drill a hole in your bike somewhere, install that, run the cables through to uh, uh, an earth and a, a 12 volt cable that's only live when the bike's on and then you're safe, your bike's not gonna drain the battery and you're away laughing, plug your thing into that and do the dongle, charge your device on the ride. And Stephen sent through an email I would like on the KR Christmas wish list a way of sorting out my uh, fogging up visor well there's two ways to do this as far as I know right now uh, from Whites and Bits 4 Bikes you can pick up the Whites motorcycle parts ultra high clarity uh, UGAM adhesive anti fog inlay which goes on any single visor anything literally anything you don't have to have Pinlock, lock uh, and that was really really good I've been using this Super clear one on the tinted visor on my LS2 Pioneer Evo, and I have absolutely no dramas. There's a quan array of them. You can get the super clear. You can get the night vision. You can get anti-glare, high definition polarized lens. You can even get photochromatic. You know, with Grandma's glasses when she goes out in the sun and her glasses tint uh, in the sun, and then she goes back inside and she's got tinted glasses for another five minutes. Um, well, they do photochromatic ones of these. It's um, it's just a little inlay that goes on the inside of your visor. It um, adhesives to it. not fog up but they do uh, a photochromatic one that tints in 5 seconds and untints in 5 seconds Uh, so the brochure says here. More information on the White's uh, UGAM anti-fog adhesives, go to bitsforbikes.co.nz or talk to your local retailer. The other option is Pinlock which is available from your local retailer, make sure you've got a Pinlock visor and when I say a Pinlock visor, it's a visor that has two little uh, uh, plastic uh, pins in the visor, one left one right and it clicks in there and they're good! but to be honest my one's not amazing it still fogs up from time to time Um, but yeah both of them are reasonably priced so there you go that's your anti-fog that's it for the KR Christmas wish list if you want to get something on the Christmas wish list let us know if you've got any ideas we'd love to hear from you email podcast at kiwirider.co.nz or get hold of us on Facebook or Instagram It's time now to catch up with the man that lives breathes and eats all things to do with small bikes small bike stuff on Facebook and Instagrams where you'll find him Colin Blackmore hello hello how are we going today Oh Stella Stella mate um, I've got a few things to talk to you about I hear there's been a couple of events in Christchurch come uh, that have that have been and you've uh, attended and I've seen fantastic things on social media can you tell us more
1: absolutely so uh, it was just a real massive stroke of luck this year that two incredible events that do happen every year, happen to fall on the same weekend. So on Saturday, uh, on a recent weekend, we had an event called Sid's Run. This started uh, when an older gentleman 25 years ago wanted to do a ride on his birthday every year. He since passed on, and we carry on tradition in his name, and it's just the biggest meeting of small bikes anywhere in New Zealand. So this year... Uh, we were hoping to get over 250 and 306 riders arrived at the start line. I've never seen so many bikes in one place, little small bikes. It was incredible. So uh, for what we did there is jumped on those bikes and we went 100 k's of mainly flat roads around Christchurch. Nothing really over the 250 cc mark. In fact, the biggest bike I saw was a uh, AMF Harley Davidson 2 stroke 250, and that was quite a treat to see in, in the flesh. Then on Sunday, we went and did a dirt event with the famous local Quake City Rumblers. They are Christchurch's resident small bike institution, and they have an invite on the event where we jumped on a dirt track. Uh, there were classes 50cc and under, 50 to 70cc, 70 to 110. Uh, Open Class, which is 110cc and over, and uh, I had an incredible time. I smashed my screen on my phone twice in two different places, and no one got terribly injured it was a great time so the small boat world is going very well in New Zealand at the moment
0: Now which event was it that we shared the video from going around a motocross track or was it a BMX track we even?
1: It's it Christchurch is really well set up I, I come from Tarunga and uh, we do have a place called Tex Park locally which is some kind of trail riding but down there this is just on uh, the event changes every year in its location but this year it was on the Moaimakerete River side and there's uh, an open to the public uh, enduro track and a little MX track so um, we went down there on a time when no one else was ever using it and just took over so yeah it was just absolute mayhem
0: there was some carnage going on there if you haven't seen it jump on Facebook search out small bike stuff and check out the videos from those events specifically the um, the the that little bikes doing jumps one guy I don't even know what bike he was on he almost lost it
1: yeah absolutely the uh, tiny little monkeys they've got 8 inch wheels and I mean 8 inches they're quite fat but they're tiny and they just get stuck in any rut that you come into and yeah there was a couple of incidences there where people were half off but managed to stay on yeah have a look it's a really 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 good watch
0: brilliant brilliant and while you were down there you managed to catch up with uh, a hunter cub in the wild
1: yes actually that was on the road trip down we drove down to Christchurch and going through Rotorua at Lake Honda uh, we were driving past and just saw a hunter cub in the flesh we Immediately pulled over, jumped out, had a chat with the guy. They'd received it the day before. And my gosh, photos do it no justice at all. It's an incredible, incredible bike. Uh, I was also lucky enough to do an event this weekend, a week after seeing it in the flesh, where a CT125 attended. It was the first one I'd ever seen riding. And, oh, wow, it was such a treat. I was riding a bike with a similar engine. Uh, it's a Thai domestic market model called the Honda Wave, and I've got the same semi-automatic 125, and they were really evenly matched, but mine was just a lot worse off-road. It was a really cool bike to see.
0: Of course, we made a, a bit of a song and dance when it was announced, the Honda Hunter Cub. Uh, how many years has it been since Honda used the Hunter Cub name?
1: Uh, Hunter Cub hasn't been used since the 60s, so they originally made uh, the Hunter Cub 50, and it was a 50cc Three-speed, I believe, with the dual transmission, so six gears, and it uh, was quite popular in the states. Uh, it was released in Japan as well. We didn't get it in New Zealand, and then they finally brought it back for this most recent model here. You know, well over fifty years. Outstanding,
0: later. and I'm seeing a lot of them all over social media. Have you ridden one yet?
1: I will hopefully be riding one in the next few weekends. I've um, had a couple of talks with some people that know some people and. All going well, I'll know exactly what they can and cannot do uh, firsthand coming up soon. Brilliant.
0: Well, we hope we hope we get a chance to chat to you before Christmas uh, about the Honda Hunter Cub, but maybe in the new year. Something else that's a little bit more exciting, well, it's not, no, it's not more exciting, but it is still just as exciting, is the new Honda Grom. We, uh, we talked about this on the podcast when it was announced, but we haven't had a chance to actually catch up with you, uh, and given that you live and breathe small bikes, I think we should. The new Honda Grom has been announced, It's got changeable faceplates,
1: Nokia-esque style. Absolutely. (laughs) It's the Finnish person's dream. They are incredible. Uh, So what's come out, they've bought out a bike that looks the same in some respects. It's got the same general shape. Uh, You can tell it's a Honda Grom at first glance. The headlight is LED. Uh, It looks like the original headlight. They've had two. This is the third edition, and it looks similar to the first one, but now has the LED lighting. They've revised the engines because it's, got to meet Euro 5 standard I believe now so it's a bit more economical so to speak. Uh, the the big news though that yeah, uh, everyone's really really excited about is it's got a fifth gear. Now this might not sound like much to your average bike enthusiast but this bike has always struggled with not necessarily the top speed. You're not expecting to go fast on them but often if you're going up a big hill you, you just can't find the right gear. So with a fifth gear we're not expecting heaps of top speed, you know, additional to what it does now, which is around about 100 kilometres per hour, but you should be able to use the power that the engine puts out so much better. And, yeah, like you've said, the face plates, it looks like if you just get sick of what your bike looks like, you can just remove the tank covers, remove the side covers, change up the colour, put new ones on with just a push of a button or a flick of a little switch. I'm not sure yet. We have to see it in person. And, uh, yeah, customizable bike. I, I didn't think we'd get this far. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool.
0: When do you reckon we might see that in the country, do you think?
1: Uh, I hope we get it. I hope we get it. So we've had the previous Groms, but the Grom is currently not for sale in New Zealand at the moment. You can't pick up any new ones, and that's because Honda was aware this model change was coming. Maybe mid to late next year, uh, price-wise, it's going to be very interesting because the old Groms were like five to $6,000, brand new, on the road, and now we've got the C125 and the Monkey, and we've got the CT125, which are up seven uh the ct125 over eight thousand dollars on the road is the grom going to attract that increase having abs and things like that or is it is it just going to be similar to what it used to be and a step below very
0: good questions we we look forward to finding out and just just for the uh for the record cullum you've got no affiliation to to honda have you no i'm
1: just a honda nerd I, i really like hondas uh it's 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 just a thing that's happened among my friend group because the ease of use. They're one of the only bikes in the small bike world that you can pick something up that's sixty years old and buy every single part that was ever made for it back then, brand new still today. They're just so easy to work on, and uh, yeah, I love riding them. And I'm just lucky enough to be around. They've them.
0: definitely got the uh, the market cornered as far as small bikes go, don't they?
1: They do. They do. Oh, one one other thing that I'll quickly mention is apparently, and this is on the low down, there's no official international announcement yet, but Honda Japan's website has recently updated saying that there's going to be a Honda DAX. Now, the DAX was styled to look like a Dacian dog, like a sausage dog. Uh, It used to have 10-inch wheels, and it was kind of off-road looking, um, but... The new one looks to just have the Grom or the monkey uh, running gear thrown into it. And and if it actually comes to light, that will be interesting to see because it's the only one of the old shapes they haven't really put back together apart from the Honda Chelly. Legend.
0: Well, I feel like I've got the inside word. Thanks very much, Cullum. Um, small Bike <laughs> Stuff, how do we find you
1: on social media? Just search Small Bike Stuff on Facebook, Small Bike Stuff IG, Small Bike Stuff on YouTube, smallbikestuff.com. It you'll find me. I'm there, of course. You go to their website,
0: smallbike stuff.com. Hey, thanks for your time. Hopefully, we catch up before Christmas.
1: Absolutely, have a fantastic time! Thank you so much. <laughs>
0: And that about wraps up the podcast. Thank you very much for sticking with us. Thank you very much for your input. We'd still love to hear from you if you've got any ideas for the KR Christmas wish list. What do you want for Christmas? Do you want to know anything about something? Do you want a little bit of consumer advice? We'd love to hear from you. Email us, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz or get hold of us on Instagram or Facebook. Also, make sure you read the latest edition of Kiwi Rider magazine. It's a digital magazine. It comes out uh, twice a month. Uh, two magazines every month, absolutely free. And if you hit that subscribe button, we'll send it straight through your inbox and you can read it and be the envy of all your mates. Uh, so go to kiwirider.co.nz or simply Google KiwiRider Jumag, J W O M A G, and you'll get the newsstand. You'll be able to read all the magazines right back to oh, the last three years or something um, and uh, get all of that content straight to your smartphone, your tablet, your computer, whatever you like, kiwirider.co.nz. Once again, thank you very much to onthrottle.co.nz. That's where the news came from for this episode. Thanks very much, Matt. Working hard as always. And cheers to Cullen Blackmore and our mates at Small Bike Stuff. Search them out on Facebook and Instagram as well. Small Bike Stuff, your hub for everything. Small bikes. If you're into your 50cc, your 100cc, your your, your posty bikes and your Honda monkeys and a whole lot more obscure but cool stuff, do check them out uh, small bike stuff on Facebook but that wraps up the podcast episode my name is Ray here and thank you very much for joining me really appreciate it we've got three more episodes for this year and maybe in one of those episodes I will let the cat out of, out of the bag as to my new bike which I'm picking up uh, n- this weekend I'm off on Saturday to go and pick it up and ride it home from Auckland Get the rubber side down throttle on and we'll catch you in seven days time